Hi, and welcome to the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Christian Klepp, and one of the founders of Einblick Consulting. Our goal is to share inspirational stories, tips, and insights from B2B marketers, digital entrepreneurs, and industry experts that will help you to think differently, succeed, and scale your business. Hey, Stu, um, you know, like the last time you and I talked, uh, you, you know, you mentioned that you were working on, um, you know, um, a project um, that you've been extremely passionate about. I mean, you, you clearly are a very passionate person, but this one really got you going. Yeah. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about that? No. No? <laughs> no, joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Pretty good. Uh, well, actually, so here's the thing. I have a couple of sort of worldwide exclusives coming up. Next week, I'm on the big growth summit um, with Dr. Uh, Barbara Weaver-Smith. And um, so I'm doing the first interview ever about we about but this new book it's called I, I my working title is the weed strategies okay um and, Weeds. and, and <laughs> okay. yeah so not the kind of smoke but right the, the ones that are in your lawn <laughs> yeah okay yeah, yeah those so, annoying things <laughs> you know we all we so here's the, so yeah i'm writing this book it's uh, the manuscript is due by april this this coming year and it'll come out precisely um when the weeds show up in the northern hemisphere Mm-hmm. So that's when it'll launch in 2022. Wow. I, yeah, I am really excited about this one. I mean, I'm excited. I love contact marketing and all those amazing things that people are doing to get meetings. But uh, but this one also just has me just crazy excited because we all know what it means to grow like a weed. We'd all like our businesses to, businesses to grow like a, lead, a weed. In fact, we'd all like our personal stocks to grow like a weed. Yeah. Um, politicians dream of having their the countries grow like a weed. Um, I guess in some way, we're all driven to, to, to grow like a weed, and that's sort of expressed in our space programs and so on. I mean, we really do understand. It's pervasive. We all understand what it means to, to grow like a weed. Now, I've been putting together, you know, just I'm, I'm still doing research. I'm still interviewing mm-hmm. people. I've interviewed some incredible people. Mm-hmm. Um, Kathy Ireland was unbelievable. I, you know, wow. Some people may only know, yeah. know her as, as the, like the, the supermodel who was in SI a while ago. but. Yeah. Man, what a brilliant thinker she is! Mm-hmm. A brand, I mean, like a brand genius. Mm-hmm. So, the, um, the stuff that she had to say was just incredible. And Henrik Fisker, the, the founder of Fisker Automotive and the designer of some of my favorite sports cars from Aston Martin, um, and General David Petraeus, and T Boone Pickens, the legendary um, oil guy. He was the guy that I, I'm pretty sure he was the guy that the, the movie, uh, sorry, the TV show Dallas was was founded on or, or based on and but i mean you know just just a legendary figure in the business world um and more i think damon johns is coming so, i mean damon john is coming and so um there's some really interesting people that have been interviewing um and what i've been asking them is well you know i'm, I'm showing this weeds um this, this weeds model it's an acronym yeah. for weed inspired enterprise uh, expansion and domination strategies so it's a system for dominating your market and expanding and um and and defending your turf and all this it's i mean the metaphor wow. really holds up in an incredible way okay sorry just one more time for yeah. the listeners yeah. what does weed stand for weed stands for weed inspired enterprise expansion and domination strategies so it's a wow. whole system of strategies to follow exactly what weeds do to grow your business to grow your career to grow your your personal wealth or stock, um, et cetera. Uh, grow anything, a project, what, anything mm. that needs to grow to go forward and grow. 
Yeah. Weeds have he weeds have incredible um, insights to to offer us, and really a, a framework to offer us. And so that's what the book's about. Wow, that's an amazing concept, um, Stu. I mean, like, uh, but you know, like typical Stu Heineke. There's a story behind how you came up with that idea. So, that, like, well, there is. Yeah, well, tell us. There, there is. Yeah, I was well, just you know I was driving down the Santa Monica Freeway mm-hmm. many many years ago. Um, I'm kind of imagining the, the traffic doesn't move very fast on the freeway, on the freeway not, anymore. No. <laughs> but but back then it did. It was just racing, just racing cars and roaring tires and all this concrete. I mean, actually, it was you know here's this median, this 40 foot wide concrete median between 12 lanes of freeway traffic, and in a crack. I was so driving along, I noticed it growing out of a crack in the concrete was this dandelion. And you know, dandelions look so happy. They have those little cute little yellow flowers and right, and, and they kind of blow around in the wind. I mean, they kind of depend on blowing around in the wind because that's mm-hmm. how they blow their seeds yeah. around. And I just thought, well, that's incredibly impressive in this sea of impossibility, all this concrete and roaring tires. This little plant found a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I really I hope that I can live to, live up to that standard in my in my career. So I I I don't know if yeah, we'll say I have. I, I, I think I have. If I this believe so, what yeah. I think it'll do, yeah. then, it, then I will have. Yeah. So, um, and I will have paid back the dandelion, I suppose. But, but I just thought, you know, isn't that just incredible? Because a couple things. One, um, it was just so happily un, unfurled and running its process. And, um, and I just thought, well, you know, it's, it, isn't that interesting? It's not depressed about where it is. Right? Oh. It, didn't, it didn't say... Right. You know, I really had, I really thought that I'd end up at the beach, <laughs> you know, at the beach or something. It just did it where it did it. Um, so, and, and, you know, it's also, I think it, it's, it's really uh, significant that, that that wasn't a rose bush growing out of the crack because rose bushes don't do that. And why don't they do it? I mean, it's not just because they're p- more polite plants, I suppose. It's because they don't fling their seeds for miles and miles. Yes. You know, I mean, here's one, here's something that I, I've, I've just been, um, filling into into my um, infographic about the book, so mm-hmm. um, I've just come across this research that says that every dandelion um, produces fifteen thousand seeds in its lifetime. They they live five to ten years. They're perennials, not wow. annuals. Okay. So when you see the top, you know, falling off and dying, that's just the process of senescence. It's just yes, just the top. You know, it that stuff is has been used up, and it'll. It goes into hibernation and recharges, I suppose, and then poof, in, in the last week of April or first week of May, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, it'll pop back up again. So it'll, it'll produce 15,000 seeds. Um, 25% of those will germinate into mm-hmm. plants. Um, so that's 3,750 3, plants okay. from one, um, which is a 37,500% growth factor. Mm-hmm from the one plant to 3,750 plants. Yeah. And that an acre of, of dandelions produces 240 million seeds every year. So, you know, if you look at that, yeah. that's really impressive. Yeah, um, no kidding, yeah. I mean, you think about, <clears throat> so the, I guess the big difference between us and weeds is that we have, we have brains and free will. We go where we want to go. We do what we want to do. Um, it also... Yeah. We complain a lot more. <laughs> we can be we can be lazy. We can be uh, we can be depressed. We can be um, I don't know. We, we, there are a lot of ways that that can that freedom can work against us. Yeah. 
Whereas weeds, um, weeds have been around for, uh, the fossil record, record says 140 million years. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> they've been around a long time and they don't, they don't have brains, but what they do have instead is this genetic programming to mm. run a set of processes that have been honed over 140, 140 million years. Right. They're really worked out well. I mean, those are, those are solid processes. Yeah. And, solid and, then, facts, yeah. and then part of that programming is that they have these attributes. They're, they're aggressive and resilient and persistent. And they don't, you know, like I was about to say, they don't give up, but that is persistent. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're nimble, adaptable. Um, you know, that, we know exactly how that weed grew out of that crack mm -hmm. in the medium. Um, yes. The dandelion blows, its, its seeds blow all over the place. Yeah. I know some, some dandelion seeds have actually traveled thousands of miles or maybe tens of thousands of miles. But typically they'll, 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 um, they'll disperse around a 10 mile radius. Mm. Rose bushes don't do that. No. Like very few Absolutely things not. do that. Yeah. Mm. So, so it's a very aggressive approach at, exploring and probing all of the opportunity within a 10 mile radius. So no wonder it found its, its way to the crack. It just yeah. blew around and blew in and then germinated. It's, a, it's such a beautiful thing. And we, you know, we think of weeds as being such a negative thing, but, um, uh, and I suppose they are when they're showing up in our lawn, but, but yeah. here's what I hope. So I want the, uh, the book will be launching in that, that last week of April, mm -hmm. first week of May timeline. Um, in 2022, right. and there's a really specific purpose for that. That's when the weeds start showing up all over the northern hemisphere, and I want all the weeds to to serve as my memes. So, like people will say, "Oh my God, look what's showing up in the lawn again!" Oh wait, that book. <laughs> there's that book. Wait, yeah, yeah. Those are all Stu's fans right there. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, are, the, are those dandelions behind you? <laughs> there they is, aren't, right? That's true. <laughs> there is one. Stu, that was such an incredible story. And, uh, you know, it's, again, it's testament to your creative prowess, sir. I mean, and, and I think it was to your point about, like, why you came up with this strategy, because it's, uh, it's so applicable to our, our lives, not just professionally, but in general. It's, uh, it's uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, creative adaptability, um, resilience, perseverance, and to a certain degree, if you see weeds, they, you know, they, they, they always, I'm going to say they operate in clusters. So there's a little bit of a herd mentality, right? Oh yeah. yeah. They're yeah. definitely, yeah. There's a, there's a collective, men well, there is no mentality, but there's yeah. a collective strategy. Yes. Behavior. Sure. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Um, you know, I, can I, can I just point something out? Yeah. Um, these books are a lot like cartoons, actually. I think that it's all the same process. So, I haven't drawn it yet. I've got a, there's one that it's just on my mind. So I'll, I'll recite sure, this one. Please. Too, but, yeah. Um, it's one that I'll be, I'll be submitting to the, to the wall street journal at some point. Mm -hmm. So it'll be two dogs and one of them is uh, turning to the other saying, I lost my train of thought. What was I barking about? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, we think yeah. about politics, we're all barking. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot, there's a lot of truth that you can pull out of that, right? A lot of there. All I know is it was a funny idea, but then when you think about it, it's just, that's what humor does. It just, it provides insights. There's a reason why it's funny and mm. that's why it's funny. And you, you discovered it sort of the back way, the mm. backhanded way, but, but that's, that's what I think all these books are about. It's just, there's a, there's an insight like that. And some of them turn out to be cartoons and some of them turn out to be books, but right. all of them, I, I just want to get, have people come away with it a little more enriched for having had the experience. And they'll be all the better for it too. Yeah. Right. 
Hey, it's Christian Klepp here. We'll get back to the episode in a second. But first, is your brand struggling to cut through the noise? Are you trying to effectively reach your target audience and boost your sales? Are you trying to pivot your business? If so, book a call with Imblick Consulting. Our experienced consultants will help your B2B business to succeed and scale. Go to www.imblick.co for more information. So, you know, Stu, you, you know, we've been, we've been talking about, you know, your craft, um, you know, for the past several minutes and you've shared like really like amazing and incredible anecdotes. And um, I just want to throw this ball into your court for a minute. Like, you know, in your, in your professional opinion, like um, what do you think is with regards to your area of expertise, what do you think is the most underrated tactic? And you're not talking about weeds now. You're talking about, about contact um, marketing, getting meetings. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, underrated. Um, that's a really tough question to answer because everybody uses email mm-hmm. and they, I don't think they use it properly. Right. So, and it's a very crowded channel. So mm-hmm. all of that's, you know, that's all the things I'm telling people to avoid. But I mean, mm-hmm. when people say, how do I stand out using, using email and saying, I'm saying, well, first of all, you're probably one of the most crowded channels you could be in. So maybe one of the things you should do is step out of that channel, use something else, or at least be multimodal in your in your in your communication. Yeah. Having said that, there is a really, really um I don't know whether it's underrated, but maybe just un, un disregarded, perhaps, um, method or, or of using email, which would be just be to you could figure out who anybody's email address is, right? Right. Anybody. So yeah. Um, you know, but if you're going to reach out to someone who just hears from too many people, what's going to make that email stand out? I think one of the things that'll make it a few things. One is it's got to be brief. If it's, if it's 12 words or less, that's really good because everybody else's are long. You know, there, there's several, ch- ch- I was going to say chapter, like what's good <laughs> chapters, not to say chapters long, but they're at least. Well, some emails do, do look like chapters, right? They like- are. Yeah, <laughs> so nobody's going to read that. Mm. And, and you have just shown you have absolutely no regard for their time. Right. So, so if it's really brief, if it's, te- if it's 12 words or less, you are showing respect for their time. It's much easier to respond to you. Um, and, and do it in a way that has them saying, um, how on earth would you, how would you do that? I think Dave Brock gave me this, this advice. Um, say it in a way that has them saying, well, how would you do that? How would you make that happen? How does that work? Um, so, so, and send it, Mark Hunter then, um, contributed this one. Mm. He said, you know, send that email uh, on the weekend, not during the week, because during the week, there's all kinds of levels of screening and noise on the, on the weekend. And if you do it, time has to be just the right time to do it early Saturday morning. So they wake up and there it is. And they're, you know, if you're reaching out to a CEO or someone who's a C-level executive, they're probably they might check into their email real quickly before they move on with their, with their weekend. Mm-hmm. So that's a good time to do it. Um, another one is, um, is on Sunday evening when they're back at their computer saying, okay, what am I doing this week? Just about to head into the week. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, and then uh, uh, you know, actually you could do it other times. You could do it just before work starts mm. for everybody else. So, because you know, high achievers are usually in early, early. So, um, so maybe eight o'clock instead of nine, you know, after nine o'clock, but do it before hours or after hours. So if you do that, then you can actually get your emails responded to by some pretty impressive people, not guaranteed, but nothing is really, but that, that would be one. Another one might be using profile scrapes 
in a very um, well thorough way to to produce something some very very well I would I called it deep personalization in in uh, in get the meeting, but use deep personalization to fashion something some outreach um, device or gift that is really going to resonate with that person because you did your homework. I mean, yeah. you know it's going to resonate with them because you did your homework. Um, and there's this really interesting story. One guy who who sent a, actually a picture of a falconry glove. The, the fellow he was trying to reach was really interested in falconry. So he sent a picture of it. He said, this is the glove I'm sending you. Um, and the guy wrote back immediately. Someone that they couldn't, they, no one on his team had been able to, to respond at all. He wrote back real quickly and he said, hey, thanks, it's really cool. But I'm not a prospect for your services. Still, I really appreciate what you're, what you're doing. Thanks so much. Then the glove arrives and he gets right back in touch and he says, hey, remember I wasn't a prospect? Well, well, I'm yeah, not, no. <laughs> well, no, but I know three people who are, three, three CIOs who are in the market for what you're selling and I'm going to make introductions right now. So Amazing. three deals, three six-figure dealers deals um, just because he paid attention to who the person is and did something relevant to who they are. So I, I call that, I, I guess I just call that deep personalization in, yeah. in, um, in, in this book, Get the Meeting. Yeah. After you'll find that. In. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I mean, thanks so much for sharing that one. Um, so one more for the road. What's the best um, piece of career advice that you've ever received and, you know, that you apply oh, to, man. to your life? Yeah. There was no one piece of advice, but um, I really, I, I really have to sort of redirect that to who my mentors were. Cause mm -hmm. I, I, you know, it was like, I was raised by wolves in my <laughs> early career. Those wolves were the best cartoonists in the world. I mean, mm. these were, this included Gahan Wilson, Eldon Dadini, Leo Cullum, uh, uh, Bob Mankoff, the former editor at the New Yorker. And, um, I mean, these guys, and they didn't even realize they, they were just, they just became part of my group. I hired them in to be part, part of my stable of cartoonists for my business, for that creative business that I started mm -hmm. all, all those years ago. Um, and by working with them, I learned, oh my God, it was like a classroom. Oh, well, I don't know what, it, more, than, more than a classroom. It was just this mega mentor, mentorship program that I'd put together for myself. Wow. So those yeah those guys were just they were amazing and uh i derived so much from them and i think the, there's one other person who um served as a mentor from a distance um and that's jay conrad levinson the, the author of yeah uh, guerrilla marketing yeah and what a oh, big wow. honor i mean I, I actually had him i got to have him write the foreword to how to get a meeting with anyone so really my first published book um he was the contributor of the foreword Wow. So it's, it's, I don't know if it's one piece of advice. It was just, I just got such an incredible um, set of, of values and, and um, uh, I don't know, just, just instruction on how to do things. I, just, I don't know, just how things, particularly how things worked in cartooning. Yeah. And then from Jay, how, how things worked on the, on the sort of audacious side of, of marketing. Of marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh... That's incredible. And I think, um, you know, to your point, um, it's something that a friend of mine um, and, and I discussed like a couple of weeks ago. It's um, never underestimate the value of, a, you know, having a good mentor, mm. uh, number one. And number two, you'll be surprised how many people are out there if you ask them, you know, how generous these people are with their time. But I think that comes with a, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw in a caveat there. That comes with a condition attached. And the condition is you have to be 
ready and willing to put in the work. You got to be all in. You can't just be like kind of half baked. It's kind of like hiring a personal trainer and then you don't want to, you don't really want to go to the gym and work out. Right. So, and and a couple months later, you're like, Hey, how how come I don't have muscles? Right. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, um, you know, Stu, thank you so much for coming on. I mean, this has been such a, such a fun and engaging and insightful session. Um, you know, what's the best way for people out there to like uh, connect with you? Well, first, I just want to say thanks for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. Um, best way to connect is probably LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it depends on what level of connection you're talking about. You can find right. my books. Right. Um, and I would suggest you read them because if you want to get meetings, they will. God, I, do, I, I, think, I think it was Andre. Remember, mm-hmm. that's how we, yeah. how we connected. This sort of yes. was a full circle kind of story. Uh, yeah. Andre Zinkovich got in touch with me and wanted, wanted to interview me because he had read my book. I guess mm-hmm. probably both of them, but, but, but particularly how to get a meeting with anyone. And he, he told me that he made $300,000 from what he, one of the things that he read. Yeah, that was an incredible story. That's a good ROI on the book. Indeed. So, yeah, so get the book. Get the book. Yes. And, yeah. um, and, and then um, connect with me on, on LinkedIn. I'm pretty open about it unless you pitch me. <laughs> it's like I'm gone. Or send to a creative direct mailer. All right. <laughs> and figure out where to, where to send it. You've got to impress me that way. Exactly. <laughs> oh, and speaking of books, I got a surprise here for you. It arrived in the mail yesterday. Boom. Oh, look at that book. <laughs> classic. Hey, do you know? Yeah. I, that thing. When we write books, we write mm. them in in isolation. You know, I mean, yeah. you're not out in a coffee shop doing it. You're just you're nice. I was in the, my basement when I wrote that book, oh. and, and um, <laughs> so um, it, it's. But now I just got to say that you know I didn't know how nobody knows how their books are going to do, but that book was named earlier this year was named one of the top sixty four sales books of all time. I saw that on LinkedIn. Congratulations! Yeah, and and oh, then uh, this week, this week both of them the get the meeting and how to get a meeting with anyone turned up in the top fifty sales books um for 2020 but it's it's um i, I wasn't even writing a sales book yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a sales author i'm just writing about getting meetings but of course we need to get all of us need to get meetings all of us need to get meetings that's yeah. you know to drive your original point back you know try to drive it home everyone needs to get meetings regardless of like what profession you have right so um no, I mean, amazing. And, you know, quite frankly, Stu, if we were doing this in person, I'd ask you to, like, uh, autograph the book. But, well, a virtual signature we'll have to do for now. <laughs> yeah, here you go. <laughs> Stu Heineke, thank you so much for coming on. And, uh, you know, I wish you all the best. And uh, stay healthy, be well, and we'll talk soon. All right. Thank Bye you. It was a great pleasure. Take care. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. To learn more about what we do here at Einblick, please visit our website at www.einblick.co and be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player.